Hi, and welcome to the Fiercely Holistic Podcast with your hosts, functional nutritional therapy practitioners, Kristen Mihaly and Sierra Shea. With this platform, we're going to be your bold advocates, making healthy living achievable by providing small, tangible changes that will encourage your body to regain balance. I'm Kristen, board-certified holistic nutritionist and FNTP, owner of Nourish Holistic Health and Nutrition. I live on a farm in Bradford, New Hampshire with my hunter husband, Dean, our Newfoundland Edison, German Shepherd, Ovi, and an ever-expanding flock of chickens, ducks, and the bunny, Emmy Lou. I'm Ciara, Juris Doctor and FNTP, owner of Aura Nutrition and Wellness. I live on Long Island, New York with my incredible husband, Tim, beautiful baby girl, Libby, and two precious Yorkies, Dolce and Cole. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our newest episode of the Fiercely Holistic Podcast. Sierra and I are super excited. I feel like I say this every single episode, but we really are because we are starting a little mini series on debunking food myths. And this came from a lot of questions from our listeners and our clients and our family members and even ourselves at certain points in our journey to becoming FNTPs. So, Today is one of our three-part series here of debunking food myths, and we're going to be discussing chicken skin. And this, we may add to this. So I say three parts now, who knows? In a couple months, this might be like a 10-part series. Or if there are other myths you want debunked, let us know. I love that. Totally, totally love that. And you're right. We are always excited. And guess what? We should be because this is such an area that we have passion in. And our goal in this podcast and in our practices and just as like strong, fierce women is to we want to be truth seekers and you should want to be a truth seeker and understand like what is real and what is not real, right? What is something that was just passed down as an old wives tale? What is marketing? What is what is not real. And so I think chicken skin is one of these really (laughs) ridiculous things that um, even my grandmother, she's 88 right now, will not eat chicken skin. And it is just, I like, I don't, I don't get it. So let's let's talk let's talk about it, Kristen. You want to kick Perfect. us off with all of the info sure. you have and the myth. Okay, fabulous. And you're going to hear this little segment probably with each one of our debunking food myth episodes because we want this to remind you each time you listen to one of these episodes that there are so many general statements made regarding food. And it's super frustrating as an FNTP and and as a holistic nutritionist. This happens in our own family dynamic conversations. This happens with our clients within our one-on-one practices. It happens on forums and it's just everywhere. Anytime, you know, if you're ever back in the day when we could do like dinner parties and things, you know, see, once I'd say like I'm a holistic nutritionist, people would be like, what are your thoughts on eggs? Right? Like it's or, everywhere. Oh, you don't eat meat? Oh my gosh, yes. I'm like, no, pass the beef, please. <laughs> so even as FNTPs this comes up, this series is to help break down the myths, but please know that the overarching theme here is about sourcing and quality of each and every one of these specific foods that we're going to discuss, because when we omit the sourcing or the quality, when we don't give any attention or validity to that, 
that's when these general myths start to form. So we have to be specific and we have to stop generalizing certain foods. So getting into chicken skin, the myth is that chicken skin will make you gain weight, fat will make you fat, And why do we believe this to be true? It really goes back to the low-fat craze in the 80s and the 90s, which stemmed off of a extremely unethical study done with a scientist, Ansel Keys, who, if they did that study today, it would be thrown out because he basically manipulated the data and research to prove his point. And we will get more into this, but that is really the myth here. Avoid the chicken skin, take it off your chicken. And nowadays you can even buy like boneless, skinless chicken thighs, boneless, skinless chicken breasts. So, you know, if you're like, well, if the skin's not on there, I think it does something to our subconscious, right? Like if it's not there, there must be something wrong with it. So Sierra, let's look a little bit at the backstory. Do you want to kind of explain how we got here? Yeah, let's do it. So for years, cardiologists and nutritionists have both said that eating chicken skin and other fatty parts of the chicken was not good for you. So before you baked your chicken in the oven, they wanted you to take the skin off. If a chicken came with skin, they wanted you to avoid eating that skin. And their uh, their reasoning behind it was that fat is not good for you, right? Fat is going to lead to high cholesterol. Fat is going to lead to um, different sorts of inflammatory issues in the body. Now, today, we know that most of the fat in this chicken skin is healthy and beneficial to your heart. Fat, we have an entire episode on this, um, macronutrients, fat, episode number nine. We talk about how fat plays an integral role in the optimization of your body. Fat is going to keep you full longer. Fat is required for the um, utilization and absorption of the fat-soluble vitamins A, D, E, and K. Fat is the precursors and the cofactors to creating your hormones. Fat is vital. So we know now that incorporating healthy versions of fat, and Kristen alluded to discussing sourcing, which we will get to very specifically in a moment, is really where the biggest issue lies. So if you think about your ancestors and any sort of ancestral culture, um, regardless of where your family is from in the world, so like, for example, my mom's side of the family, they're Jewish and they talk about chicken schmaltz. That's used in all types of cooking, right? That's chicken fat. That is just chicken fat, right? So that is a rendered down fat. But you could look at any other culture in the world. And if they utilize chickens as a part of their animal protein, they are using every single aspect of that fat. The skin on the chicken is going to make the the bird taste delicious. It's going to provide extra um, texture. If you're, you know, baking and getting that crunchy skin, it's going to provide the fat to just make it more delicious and keep you fuller longer. So before we get into the very specifics of a conventional bird versus a pastured bird, we want to begin this by saying to you that toxins are stored in fat. So whether you are a bird or a human, toxins are stored in your fat. Chicken skin is where most of the fat is on that bird. 
and where the toxins are stored. So this is a very important point that we really want to sink in, and I will say it again. Whatever is stored in the fat, whatever stored is in that chicken skin, you are consuming. So a reason to not consume chicken skin is if the bird is conventionally raised, which I'll let Kristen talk about. To feel like you should comfortably incorporate that skin into your diet really should only come from a pasture-raised or free-range chicken. Perfect. Thank you, C. That was beautifully said. So we're going to give you two examples now of a conventional chicken and a pastured chicken. So when we say conventional chicken, this is like your chicken when you go to the grocery store. Um, I'm just going to use a brand example of Purdue. Just a chicken. So you pick up this bird. That bird most likely is pumped with antibiotics hormones to make it grow faster and fattier and plumper and saline. So if you've ever held up a a package of conventional chicken breasts next to a grass-fed, pastured chicken breast, you will totally see a difference. The conventional one is huge. I mean, it could be like two handfuls, two palms of a chicken breast, and then the the pastured one is much smaller. And you're like, oh, I'm going to buy this one because I'm getting more bang for my buck. But actually, it's been pumped with saline and water, and then you cook it down and it shrivels right up. Before we move on, I just want to like really spell out what we mean by conventional, and I should have said this before. We're talking about factory farmed birds that are... Uh, either in cages or living, never see the light of day. Never see the light of day. They have a lot of really horrific, um, I guess, procedures done to them in terms of debeaking. They they have grow lights on them all time, all the time. So like their natural circadian rhythms are off. Go back to our protein episode. We talk about this there. I think we also have a, a whole nother episode speaking about chicken, uh, I'm sorry, about eggs that Kristen, you shared a ton of, ton of information on. But going back to those two episodes will give you a lot more information in terms of like what all these labels are going to mean and how to choose the best label. I just wanted to say that. But when we're talking about conventional, we're talking about factory farmed. When we're talking about pasture-raised, we're talking about chickens on an open pasture. Being chickens. Being chickens. I think, Kristen, <laughs> yes. I'm going to quote... Be doing what chickens do. Yes, yes, thank you, end quote. No, wait, li- <laughs> no, I think you said, quote, living their best chicken life, end quote. Yes, there we go, perfect. So the conventional bird, like Sierra was saying, more farm, factory produced, will be pumped with antibiotics, hormones, saline, and like Sierra was also saying, these chemicals and hormones and antibiotics will be stored within their fat as toxins. P.S. This is the same as humans. So when you end up consuming the fat on that bird, those hormones, antibiotics, and chemicals will then go into your body and most likely then turn into stored fat on your body because your body's like, why am I getting these disruptors, these toxins in my food? So I'm going to put it in fat cells and store it on the system to protect me. It's really a huge mind shift of protection instead of like hatred and anger towards the body. When your body's holding on to weight and fat cells, it's it's trying to protect you from a something. So inflammatory fats will be found in this example of the conventional chicken. 
Inflammatory fats will then cause inflammation in you. And inflammation you can look like weight gain, headaches, joint pain, migraines, post-nasal drip, more allergies, feeling more tired, more anxiety and stress, eczema, psoriasis. Like these are all signs of inflammation in our system. When we compare this to a pastured chicken, so it's getting sunlight, fresh air, eating bugs and grubs. It's not vegetarian fed, which is a total marketing ploy. It is outside seeing the light of the day and it's living a longer life with less added hormones. It's growing at its natural rate of growth instead of us as like the man kind of consuming or or forcing it to grow faster. That bird is going to be loaded with healthy fats that will actually help reduce your inflammation. When the chicken eats the grass, the bugs, the grubs, those fats on the body become super anti-inflammatory. And this is what you want to consume. So the next time you pick up a pastured chicken and you're like, well, where would I get that? A farmer's market, a co-op. You can even find these in local grocery stores. Then enjoy all the skin your heart desires. It gets crispy and delicious. You can render it down. You can eat it right off the bird. Like, have all of that. When you're doing the more factory farm chicken, you probably would want to avoid eating the skin. But when you're doing that pasture chicken, please enjoy it. It is so delicious. So those are really the two separate examples here. Actually, according to the Harvard School of Public Health, unsaturated fat, which is found in chicken skin, can be associated with lowering your cholesterol and your blood pressure. So there's really great healthy fats in that pastured chicken compared to the more inflammatory ones. In addition, total side note, when you keep the skin on, just like when we talk about in the fats episode, keeping fat in the food the way Mother Nature intended it to be, it tastes so much better. It's moist. It's full of flavor. It gives this robust flavor. Not like, have you ever eaten a chicken breast and you're like, that's like eating air. Like there's no taste to Mm -hmm. it. Or it's dry and rubbery and you're like, ugh, gross. And that's why a lot of people would transition to chicken thighs because they'd be more flavorful and have more moisture. But chicken thighs were always cheaper than chicken breast because chicken breast was deemed like the healthier option. Um, I love chicken thighs. Same. I think they're Way delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is really the overarching myth here is it's not whether chicken skin is good or bad. It's the quality and the sourcing of the chicken and how that chicken was raised and how it lived prior to it giving its life up for you to consume. And that is the difference in when you decide yes or no. So none of these food myths you're going to learn in a minute are yes or no's. They're going to be really based on the specific food and how it was prepared. I love it. We hope that you guys found um, empowerment, motivation, inspiration, all of the things that we are hoping to do in this podcast from this particular episode. And we will see you guys in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for listening to the Fiercely Holistic Podcast. If you loved this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review to help us grow. You can find Kristen at nhhnutrition.com 
and Ciara at AuraNutrition.com. If you have any thoughts, questions, or topics you'd like us to cover, please email us at FiercelyHolistic at gmail.com. The information provided in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. The views and opinions expressed during this series are solely those of the individuals involved.